And my name's Karen Jones and I'm one of the people who helped set up and run Crystal Palace Food Market. And my name's Laura Marchant Short and I'm also a person who set up and runs Crystal Palace Food Market. I was brought up with French style produce markets and I, I really hated the fact that I couldn't easily get my get that sort of food in London or in Crystal Palace. And so that's how it started. That's how I that's where it came from me. We worked out our principles in community group meetings. Public meetings. Public yep. meetings before we started the market. We spent a year before we started doing public consultation and working out all our principles, working out how what sort of stalls we'd have and how they would work. And and also just what is a market? Why why is that one good and why isn't that one? Why yeah. what do we like about it? We visited growing communities. We met up with Kerry Rankin who's run that market for ten years and we based our market very much on her on their principles, the way they work. Um, so we, we looked at really good models and then copied them. My name's Chaz, we have a bakery. Um, we just produce really small batches of bread, um, all handcrafted and all natural as well, so we don't like to use some of the fake things that other people do. We've been coming here since it opens, um, just as, as, as buyers and then got to know the organisers, Karen and Laura, and then um, I told them I'm starting on my own bakery, and then they invited me down, and I've been here. It's actually my very close to my annual right now, so I've been here about a year. May the 11th, 2013, <laughs> etched into oh, our mind. Yeah. We were so scared. Yeah, we so were nervous. scared, and we were run ragged with the work, because it was a lot of work. Karen was the one who started it right at the very beginning, and then we joined in with the research. We had 11, didn't we? Yeah, about 11. Yeah. yeah. And looking back on the photos, we thought we needed a metre between each stall and we needed this gap and we needed that gap. It was mapped out on graph paper to begin with. Yes. And now we draw it not quite on the back of a bear map, but almost, because we've got it all in our heads. Um, I'm Jason and uh, I'm working for Bramantine Fruit and Farm. It is the people that come in here, the people that are selling here, uh, the vibe in the area. It's, it's great. We had a very good first month and then it just, as everyone visited us, and then as we had that battle we had two really tricky months where we were just touch or go. But then we start, started seeing all the figures start climbing and then we knew. We started off getting paid a normal amount, now we get paid um, the London living wage for a certain number of hours, agreed hours, anything else outside we do as volunteers, but we usually always go outside it, but that doesn't matter. And we, you know, we still get enough money to make it worth a while now. And you have to do that. You have to, otherwise it's not oh, sustainable. I'm Viv, um, just covering for the handmade palace stall. You get to know people from, from the area who live locally. We all love Crystal Palace. As everybody, you know, loves the park and the dinosaurs and the triangle. And, and I, I think as well, you know, that... Um, people selling local produce and that they've grown themselves and it's great you see the you know the same faces week after week coming up which is great and new faces which is lovely and just um, it's not just about standing here and trying to sell things but it's about you know meeting up with friends and getting to know new people which is just wonderful. I went to see Kerry Rankin with the Grand Communities lady and I said to her, oh, we're thinking of starting a transition town market and she goes, you do know you have to be mad to do that. <laughs> and then she looked at me, she looked at me in the face, she goes, yeah, maybe you're mad enough. <laughs> People think it's easy and they don't realise you have to be very clear about what you are mm. right from the beginning. Mm. That would be my advice.
yeah. and you have to be bloody minded. You just have yeah. to keep going. Yeah. Yeah. And you ha- it's, we've really learned you have to really support each other. And you have to support your school holders. Mm-hmm. So, for example, when um, Jacob's Ladder, they couldn't trade for a few weeks because the butcher had left. You know, other markets would have just got another meat person in. And we said, well, look, we'll wait until you've made a decision about what you want to do. So when you, if you t- say to us, we're not going to come back and trade, then we'll start looking. I mean, obviously we'll start looking, but we're not going to f- replace you. And, you know, it's paid off because they've come back. Well, that's really the best meat you can get in London. So we now, we've got that here because we supported them. look forward to coming every sun, uh, Saturday to uh, see, see smiles on people's faces. And if you can put someone there, then yeah, it makes it worthwhile. Um, I'm Robin Buck. I'm part of the Patchwork Farm team um, for Transition Town, and we have a series of gardens all around the neighborhood that we tend to on a weekly basis or else just collect produce from to sell at our market. It's quite a nice little kind of community cohesive kind of initiative that I don't really know how it was born, but it's something really fun to be part of. There's just a really good energy about it, and it's kind of the highlight of my week. And last year I was made redundant, actually, and this was like my lifeblood, being more involved and just putting in more volunteer hours with the market and with the gardening. So we, we, we will always do everything we can. We'll fight for our stallholders. Um, once they're in here, they're part of the family. It's not the other stallholders will fight for the stallholders, if that makes sense as well. We charge 10% on an honesty basis. And the 10% is important because it's not fixed. And so somebody comes along and they might sell £50 worth of things. It's absolutely fine. In every way we're sharing the risk with them, but we're also sharing the rewards with them. The big hitters in this market, the big takers, are vegetable stalls. This is what makes us very happy. The vegetable stalls, the fish stall, the meat stall, the bread stall, grain grocer, produce. all the primary produce is what takes the most in this market. So they're the ones that subsidise all the other more artisan, tiny stalls. I live five minutes away, literally maybe four minutes away, and um, this is my community. Okay, it's not the same postcode, but it doesn't really matter. It's where we're just all like-minded people. I like, I like to keep it local. That's my thing. Local, local, all the way. British local market is a an expression of Crystal Palace itself and the farms in East Sussex and Kent which are closest to us so it's totally to do with place you couldn't have this market somewhere else my name is Michael Duvine and my business is Jacob's Ladder Farms they're trying to promote the same things that we're trying to promote I honestly believe that who you work with in life extremely important and uh, that actually matters more than anything else so when you're looking at how to run a business the most important thing is to look at what you want to do first how you want to do it and who you're going to do it with I've had three children and I would say it's it's a very similar commitment (laughs) I think the other thing that we've grown here is a real home for ourselves because this was already my home and it was already yours and we already had lots of friends here and we already belonged but we really belong here now. Yeah. Really, really belong yeah. here now. We, you know, uh, all the shopkeepers, all the pub, everywhere we go, we are, we get specialist treatment. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing what they've done up here. It's just lovely and another good reason to live in Crystal Palace. So. <laughs>